Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, Bill welcomes Thomas Hines, Acting Chief of Health Administration at the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital in Tampa, Florida. Thomas has a long history in the VA enrollment process, including discussing priority groups. If you have tried unsuccessfully to register in the recent past, it's time to try again. Things change, and certainly since the PACT Act, veterans who would previously have not qualified may qualify now. This interview should provide answers to some of the questions that you may have had. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And my guest today is a longtime friend, somebody who really kind of started with me early on on these programs giving us really good information, and I invited him back, Thomas Hines. Thomas is the Acting Chief, Health Administration Services at James A. Haley VA Hospital. Welcome on the program, Thomas. Hey, Bill. Good to see you again. So today we're going to talk about eligibility and enrollment in priority groups. You know, that is so important. But you know, I want to make a, make a point early on. No matter what we say here today, that should never prevent someone from calling their local VA or national and saying, do I qualify? Absolutely. Uh, we encourage every veteran, if you have a question, if there's any doubt in your mind, please call and ask someone. Go to your local VA, call the Health Eligibility Center, and I'm going to give out that number at the end of this briefing so you can get the right information. It's so important. Some people just will say, well, this little piece says I can't do it. But it might, you know, there might be a way. There's there's so many different doors into this, and you have the keeper of the keys, but it takes a little bit of jiggling sometimes to make that door open. There's a lot of nuances to our system, and I'm going to try to answer and explain those nuances so our veterans out there, you know, if they have any questions, maybe we can clear some things up. Well, you know, let's go all the way back to 50 years ago when I got out of the military. They said, hey, you're going to have health care. We're going to take care of you. Well, I didn't go. I never went to the military. I, I never went to the VA. Uh, I never asked for anything. Looking at it, I paid a lot of health insurance that I didn't need to pay because I was a little leery of the way, you know, you listen to the news, news and they say, oh, it's not that great. I can tell you, after 15 years in the program now, I think the VA is world-class as far as giving us great health care. But now, I've been out for a while. 
what do I do when I come to you? The first thing that you're going to do when you, uh, when you get out of the military is to go to your local VA. I- I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I got out of the military, I heard a lot of negative things about the VA. I was a little bit- We all did. So when, when I first came to my VA, the James A. Haley VA, I didn't know what to expect. I went to our local eligibility and enrollment office. They sat me down. They explained to me what a priority group was and what I qualified for and what my co-pays were going to be. During that experience, it kind of blew me away because no one up to that point had ever sat down and explained things to me that way. And that's what I hope to do with these veterans. Like when you got out of the military, a lot of veterans just want to get out and do something else. And they're not thinking about the VA because when we get out, we're strong, we're robust, we're ready to go. <laughs> we're young and invincible. Exactly. But time catches up with everyone. It does. Our VA has some wonderful services that our veterans have earned, and they should be taking part in them, and they should be using those services. All right. So what, what are we first looking at? So the first thing I want to talk about is what care and services does the VA healthcare cover? See, each veteran's medical package is unique. You, as a veteran, you know, when you come to the VA, you know, it's not about when you serve. It's about, you know, actually, it's about when you serve, how long you serve, when you got out of the military, do you have a disability, and it's about your income. We look at all those things to determine one's priority group. Now, why is a priority group uh, important? A priority group determines what your copay is going to be and some of your eligibilities, you know, enhance eligibility once you get to the VA. Now, within the VA, there's uh, our priority groups go from priority group one all the way up to priority group eight. I'm going to talk about each priority group a little bit, just kind of give you some information and you'll see, you know, what you're eligible for when you get to each one. So the first thing, Bill, I want to talk about is what factors will the VA use to assign me to a priority group? That's the first thing that you need to know. What are the three factors? There's three main things that you have to be aware of. One, I talked about before, your military service and your history. Where did you serve? When did you serve? The next part, your disability rating. Once you get out of the military, if you put in a claim with the VBA, they'll adjudicate you to a disability rating between zero and 100. The next thing is your income level. Your income level may determine your eligibility and your priority group when it comes to VA healthcare. All right. So let's start off with priority group one. Okay. Okay. So you may be assigned to priority group one if these descriptions are true. Okay. You have a service-connected disability that you're rated as 50% or more disabling, or you have a service-connected disability that the VA has concluded that you're not able to work. It's called unemployability. You're unemployable. Or three, you receive the Medal of Honor. If you have one of those criteria, you're going to be in priority group one. Now, what does priority group one mean? Uh, as far as copay, that means you do not pay for inpatient care, you do not pay for outpatient care, and you do not pay for any medication. Additionally, you're eligible for travel pay at the VA. So the VA will reimburse you to come to your appointment 
based on mileage. Now that's priority group one. And in priority group one, based on your uh, level, your disability, you may be eligible for services such as, as dental, okay? Next, let's talk about priority group two. You may be assigned to priority group two if you have a service-connected disability and that you're rated between 30 and 40% disabling, okay? So priority group one, over 50%. Priority group two, you're 30 or 40% uh, disabled, all right? So you're eligible for priority group two. Now, as far as co-pays, you don't pay for any inpatient co-pays, any outpatient co-pays. However, you may have to pay for medications if they are not service-connected. Okay, repeat that one. You're going to pay for outpatient meds only if you are rated for that disability. You don't pay for it. But if you're not rated for it, you may have to have outpatient co-pays. Okay. okay. We're looking at seven, eight dollars, correct? It's up to eleven dollars, but it depends on the type of medication, generic and name brands. And when we get into that bill, uh, another there's, broadcast. There's a lot of nuances, and that's a, that's another broadcast. <laughs> So let's talk about the next one. The next one is priority group three. Now, for priority group three, one of, of the other must be true. One, your former POW, eligible for priority group three, or you received the Purple Heart, okay? Or you have a service-connected disability that you're rated as 10 or 20% disabling, okay? So again, priority group three, 10 to 20%. Priority group two, 30 to 40%. Priority group one, 50% or over, okay? So that's priority group three, okay? Now, priority group four. Priority group four, you may be assigned to this priority group if either of these descriptions are true. One, you're receiving aid and attendance or household benefits, or you've been assigned a VA determination to be catastrophically disabled. That's priority group four. Now, with priority group four, you do not pay for inpatient or outpatient or medications for priority group four. Now, I get this question a lot. How does one get to be uh, catastrophically disabled? That's going to be a medical determination that's going to be made by a VA provider. So there's some work that we have to do to, to determine if someone is catastrophically disabled. Okay. Now, the next one I want to talk about is priority group five, okay? So priority group five, there's, there's a couple of things with priority group five. So the first thing, you do not have to be service-connected to be assigned to priority group five, or you can have a 0% rating. Now, in the VA, zero is a quantifiable number, okay? So you, if you're 0% or you don't have to be service-connected at all, However, you have to have an annual income level that's below the adjusted income limits for your area code. Now, since we're, you know, Bill, you go out nationally and you have listeners throughout the, um, throughout the world. So when one is looking at they're eligible for VA healthcare based on not having a service connection, then we're looking at their income. And their income, you have to look at your one, the number of dependents that you have, and two, where you live at, what is your zip code, all right? Hillsborough County is going to be different than Omaha, Nebraska, 
Okay. Let's go to number six, priority group six. Priority group six, you must be assigned one of these descriptions. Now, there's a couple of them. You have a service-connected rating of 0%, right? Or you were exposed to ionization, uh, radiation, during the atmospheric testing, during the occupation of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Two, you participated in Project 112. That's a radiation project that uh, happened back in the uh, 50s. Or you served in Vietnam. Now, here's the dates for Vietnam. From January 9, 1962 to May 7, 1975. If you had boots on the ground or you served on certain vessels, you're automatically eligible regardless of what your income is. Or you served in the Persian Gulf between August 2nd, 1990 and November 11th, 1998. Or, Bill, the last one is you served on active duty at Camp Lejeune for at least 30 days between August 1st, 1953 or December 31st, 1987. That's priority group six. Now, you know, everyone's heard about the PACT Act. And there's some enhanced eligibility. So with that one, there's some additional criteria for priority group six. So for that one, you're currently you're currently enrolled or you served in a theater of combat after, now here's the key, after November 11th, 1998. And you were discharged less than 10 years ago, which means I served in Afghanistan in 2000 and 18, and I go to the VA to enroll right now. I'm automatically eligible because it's less than 10 years. And that's one of those enhancements that we received due to the PACT Act. There's many more, but as far as this is concerned, that's one of the major enhancements. It increased the uh, years that one is discharged to be placed in priority group six. Now, priority group seven, you know, only two more left. Priority group seven, you can be signed prior to group seven if your gross household income is below the geographically adjusted income limit for where you live and you agree to pay copay. So that's number seven. Now, number eight, they have a couple of nuances with number eight, and I'm going to go through these kind of quickly. So the first prior to group in eight is a sub prior to group 8A, which means that you have a non-compensable service-connected condition that was rated zero or disabling. And here's the key, and you enrolled in the VA before January 6, 2003, and you remained enrolled. You'll be assigned to group 8A. Group 8B, you have a non-compensable service-connected condition that uh, you're rated at 0%. And you enrolled in VA healthcare on or after 15 uh, June, 2009. And the last part with that one, uh, your income, your income can exceed the geographical limit, limit by, by less than 10%. Now here's 8C. Okay. You don't have a service connected disability. You enrolled in the VA, uh, as of January 16, 2003. That means I served in the VA. I never deployed. I got out in 2001. I came to the VA. I enrolled. My income doesn't really matter. I'm eligible for care. However, I have to pay a copay. Okay. That's what 8C means. And 8D means kind of the same thing. You don't have a service connected a condition. You're enrolled in the VA on or after 15 June 2009. And your income exceeds the VA geographical 
uh, limits by 10% or less. I know that's a lot to swallow, and that's <laughs> to encourage our veterans to come to the VA because there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts if someone is eligible or someone is not. Now, if you're over the income threshold bill, then you're going to be placed in two categories. I'm going to stop there for a minute. We're, 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 we're over time. Oh, I did. I'm sorry about no, that. That's one. all right. It, it, it doesn't matter. We, but I've got to try to work this where where I can get. I'm I'm thinking that we might want to go to two programs. Okay. Well, yeah, that was the last one with Priority Group Eight. I was just going to talk about eight G, and um, what does eight G mean? If someone gets a letter and, and it says eight G, there there are some things that a veteran can do. You know, Thomas, this has been so interesting, and I've run out of time. But I really don't want to quit. So would you consider doing a part two for this? Bill, just call me up. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't get a chance to finish everything on enrollment. But part two will give you the answers that you want for it, but also some other things about who else might be eligible for VA care. Stand by and be with us because we'll have Thomas Hines, Acting Chief Health Administration Services. James A. Haley VA Hospital, back and answering those questions. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often, because you are, you know, and we'll be right back with you on the next broadcast with the additional information. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.